All right, boys, and we're back. It's been a hot fucking minute. We got our boy Ryan Sanders here. What's going on, guys? Yeah, welcome to the pod, my man. And the President's Cup just happened. Um, any talking points you want to get out there first, kid? I think it makes the most sense to start at the beginning. Let's just roll this all the way back. So, roughly 3.7 billion years ago. <laughs> we're going way back. <laughs> The Earth began. No, uh, let's talk, let's talk captain's picks. Let's start like how this thing got started off. So um, maybe even the pick of the captains. So we have Ernie and Tiger. I mean, what better duo to be captains against each other? The two guys that were actually duking it out back in the day. Like this whole Tiger and Phil thing is meh. the real guy that was going up against Tiger in the majors was Ernie. So I think that's really cool. I think also that. The whole reason that you can get a share of the President's Cup, like to share it with a tie, is because of a uh, playoff that just wasn't ending between Tiger and Ernie. They just kept going to playoff holes, and Jack Nicholas just made an executive decision. Was like, hey, you know, in the spirit of you know of the game, we'll share the cup, which is great in theory, but who wants to end with a tie? <laughs> Super lame in practice. Yeah, it's. I get the spirit of it. Like it's cool, but I mean, yeah, it was an interesting move. Uh, I don't. I, I guess that's still how it would happen to this day, right? If they each got fifteen. But points. what better? I kind of wanted to see it go to a tie, and then Ernie Tiger's like, "No, we're going to a playoff," and then just like reversing the tradition. And yeah, they and play Ernie off. plays Tiger. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, what I was 100%. about to say too. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger would probably have a little bit of an advantage since he had been playing. All Maybe week. he's still doing all right these days, but yeah, he clearly isn't like actually. He wasn't preparing for. But neither was the U.S. for being honest. <laughs> Apparently. Um, but yeah, so let's let's talk picking captains right quick in the sense of like Ernie obviously like is a is a smart choice. It would have been cool seeing Jeff Ogilvy pick for it because he lives at Royal Melbourne. He's an Aussie. He could have been captaining in like a, on Aussie soil, but I mean. It's the big easy. Like you gotta, you gotta go with big easy against Tiger if you're gonna go captain. Yeah, that's like the rival, like you said. Yeah, like the, the, real, rivalry. the real rivalry. Yeah, and Ernie has the course record there. He like, sure does. He can definitely ball out of that course, and that showed with his team too. Yeah, but yeah, uh, he and had then a they lot chose of knowledge to pass on. Yeah, and they they chose Tiger like two years ago, right? So it was before he had come back. Is it like the beginning of 2018? Before he had, he was coming back, quote unquote. But he had tried coming back the year before, and he hurt himself in the Middle East. Yeah, he was more—he was in more of a like, oh, he can take on a captain's position as opposed to like a year later where he was like playing golf and in. in yeah, because he was like a vice captain at the Presidents Cup, where Steve Stricker was the captain at uh, Liberty National, and he was like, they like quickly after that was like, yo, Tiger, we want you captaining at Royal Melbourne, and obviously he was stoked to do it. But then, I mean, fast forward two years later, and he is a playing captain, which I know on the previous pod, Dave had his gripes with. Um, care to expand on that? Uh, not really. I said all I needed to say, really. Uh, I just don't think that they should be playing captains. I think you should be a player or a captain, but that's I mean, just my opinion. You need to take the that up with the, the, <laughs> the king. I don't, I don't, uh, with all that said, I don't think he should have not been on the team as a player. I just think that maybe that he should have forfeited the captain. Ship. I yeah. needed to go back and listen to the pod, but I, I believe you were in the boat of co- pronouncing Cat dead a, a couple months ago. Like, oh, he's not, he's not coming back after like when he pulled out. But this was before Zozo. This was before he had won. I don't think and, I ever pronounced him dead. 
Well, I meant in an exaggerated fashion, like, oh, he's he's not looking good. Like he like he looks he like wasn't looking good. Of course he wasn't, but it's cat. He comes back from the dead. <laughs> he finds a way. But I guess that also means he wouldn't be dead if he came back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, was he ever really dead? So buried Superman. Was he really dead? Just buried. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's I I think he played great, but if we're being honest, like he was a pretty poor captain. I think he didn't do that great choosing pairings. I think he didn't do a very good job like making like executive decisions on who should be going out. He kind of had things clustered. He wasn't he wasn't that he was an amazing player, but how good of a captain though was he? He had those boys so fired up though. Like I think those boys wanted to win for him and he motivated them better than anybody could have. Um he definitely made some questionable decisions along the way, but like those boys wanted to win for Tiger. I 100% agree. I definitely do. I don't think – but you could have done that, like, autopilot. Like, you were getting that regardless. That was before making a decision. Like, you were going to get guys like – I think uh, – so going, like, in between the third and the fourth day, like, uh, I'm sure that he had to have said something to, like, fire him up to go and rally on the fourth day and get all those points. I don't think so. I think no? – no, and my, this might be. You just think it, the you, you just think that the U.S. team is just better on one v one as opposed to team basis. I think <clears> it comes down. This this will get into a different part of this discussion, but the U.S. team was so grotesquely underprepared for this. They had just come off of the sweepstakes cup at the Bahamas. They got their cash grab, and they all hopped on a plane to go over to Royal Melbourne. They did no preparation. No one actually learned the course. None of them actually, like... Had, had none of them ever played the course before? Kucher had. And, and maybe a couple other guys. Like, Tiger obviously had yeah. a previous presence a couple other times. But very few of them had actually played the course. And, I mean, I don't even want to get into the course right now, but Royal Melbourne is the fucking best. Yeah, and it's a cool course. It was a really cool and it you can't just it's not like a normal tour event you can't just show up and be like okay i'm just gonna play the golf that's right in front of me it's kind of got a lynx vibe but not not a lynx course it's extremely (laughs) penalizing you have to put the ball in the right position which is not always the issue always the case with the tour well and around the greens i mean the way these greens rolled and the way you had to play these greens they looked like they didn't have a freaking clue i mean they they seemed lost approaching greens it was like impossible to get anything close like you were happy with like 15 feet out you know right and tiger said that after day one and i think it took till day three for it to click with those guys they were still taking on pins and they're still being overly aggressive yeah that's part of that point i'm trying to tie in is that these guys came so unprepared that they didn't figure out the actual course until singles right to play they didn't play it enough they didn't get enough research in and this goes to the point of the dichotomy between their captaincies is like tiger is the captain for this team they all were at his event before this week playing for just a cash grab and, you know, free OWGR points. And then they last minute jumped to Royal Melbourne where they're just like, all right, let's just get a couple practice rounds and like it's an over tour event. When in reality, like that course is a masterpiece. It de- it demands a good amount of attention and research to play it well. And Ernie took the exact opposite approach. He said, all right, I know this course inside and out. Jeff Ogilvy knows this course inside and out. He fucking lives on it. We're going to give these guys the best possible preparation that, like, that they can get, and we're going to try to make this team as good as it possibly could be. So they put an Aussie in every single practice group. They had these guys just telling them every little nook and cranny of the course, and they told them, like, yo, you want to be over here. You want to have this approach in this green. You want to have this backstop. 
if you want to miss, you want to miss here. Like, they were just so prepared for this course. Like, Ernie squeezed out any possible juice that he could get out of that team, and Tiger did the complete opposite with his team. Well, nice. They just autopiloted it. And that was kind of the narrative going in, was that the Americans were going to have this wrapped up by Saturday. You know, they slept, walked in, because everybody already knew they won it. Um, whereas the internationals, they were like, heart and hustle. If we put everything we've got on this, we have a chance. And the Americans kind of like, they got hit in the jaw and they're like, what the fuck's happening here? Like we need to step it up and play at the very end. Cause they figured out what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. They came in with the chip on their shoulder, wanting to prove that they can do it, which, you know, it seemed up until day four, it seemed like they were going to get it done. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> if we're being honest, like what's better for the president's cup? That, that the U.S. wins this or that the international team wins this? The internationals. That, that was my thought process this whole time. It, people would want to watch it more. Like, and at the end of the day... I, I think that the fact that it was so interesting, you know... This was the best President's Cup we've had in a long time. That's one, because of the course. That's two, because of the captains. That's three, because of just how close it was. But I think the fourth thing is, is that it feels like there might be a future with this if we keep going to interesting venues and we have interesting players. Uh, I mean, I think you're right. Um, uh, obviously, of course, having it be competitive between the two teams would help out in the long run, but I'm just not one to want the U.S. team to lose. So I'd like a com- com- competitive match, but us to come out on top, you know? I mean, it's <clears> – <throat> That's like, I, I, I appreciate it. I mean, you've got this thing behind me here, so like we know who you're rooting for, for sure. But it's really hard to root for this U.S. team right now. Like, let's look, let's, let's jump through the roster right quick. We've got good old Bryson. I mean, he's just a, he's a fun guy to root for. Like, just, a, he's, as a tour would say, just a class act. And uh, we've got Kuchar, and, you know, he's got a completely stainless, just flawless history. Um, and then we've got good old Patrick Reed, and there's nothing wrong with Patrick Reed right now. <laughs> Want to dig into that at all? <laughs> um, I don't know what Is happened. That a sand trap pun? What's that? Dig into that? Is that a sand trap pun? <laughs> that was good there, kid. Um, I think, you know, Patrick Reed is who Patrick Reed is. He's been that way the whole time. Um, you either love him or you hate him. Uh, Obviously, he had a big spike of people liking him after he, you know, did what he did in the Ryder Cups. Um, but that train, Masters. yeah, I mean, I didn't like him in the Masters, but I had a, a bias towards who was coming to, get, to catch him. But anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I've never been a big fan of Patrick Reed. Really, I I was I was a big Patrick Reed fan that Ryder Cup when he was playing Rory. In that match, that was a really entertaining match. But you're also just rooting for the United States. Yeah, I am. You're not rooting for Patrick Reed. You're but rooting for the United States. Those antics and the way he bent. Yeah, it was a, that, that's it, what made it fun. Yeah, right. it was a great. He is exceptionally entertaining. Yeah. But at a certain point, there should be some punitive action. I think, it de- for... I think it's like, what Patrick Reed are you going to get? Because you, it's like you get a whiny Patrick Reed that wants to like blame people for shit. And then, or you get like a Patrick Reed that's like, got a fire lit under his ass and can go beat Rory McIlroy in match play and, you know, fucking hush the crowd and shit over in Europe and stuff. But I don't know. Yeah. I think he needs to lean into that. Like he needs to be a dick all the time. When you turn into mopey guy, 
nobody feels bad for the class bully. Like nobody's like, oh, yeah. you got a bad pairing, you poor guy. It's like, no, you're going to be the bully on the playground and you're going to stick it to the guy you're playing against. And Americans will love to watch that and cheer for that. But nobody's going to feel sorry for you. I mean, he was paired with Tiger Woods at the fucking Ryder Cup last year. Like he didn't get a bad pairing. Like they yeah. didn't do well, but it's like you can't complain about and fucking then, Tiger. Well, I mean, Tiger didn't play great at, at uh... the golf nasty you now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he didn't. Neither did Patrick Reed, though. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just funny that then he, he creates the shitstorm of, like, drama in the media after about saying how, like, Tyreek came up to him and apologized for his performance. Like, are you fucking insane? <laughs> well, and that was all the speed drama that Thomas took his teammate and yeah. all that. It's like those but those has, guys have been boys for, like, since day since one. Childhood. And, yeah, yeah, and Patrick oh, Reed's like, no, me and, me and Jordan are teammates, like, we always are together, and he's like, actually, like me and Jordan are boys, so and no. Then he <laughs> and in the moment they depaired, he proceeded to go zero and seven. Yeah, in yeah. team events. Who like his feelings? So we can go back to the captains' picks thing. Do we want to start with the U.S. or the internationals, as far as captains' picks go? Uh, we can start because I was gonna go. Uh, we'll, I was start, we'll start with the internationals, then you probably have less to say about that, and we'll jump in. Much less, maybe nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> well, firstly, let's go with the very first international captaincy pick from Ernie. Was obviously a smart one, but it didn't work out because this guy's just kind of generally kind of flaky. Was Jason Day? Um, he had to. I didn't see him out there. <laughs> um, I'm assuming he was for back injury. He had to withdraw for it. Um, once again, like you want to be sympathetic to back injuries. This is also not new for Jason Day. Um, he both withdraws for um, serious reasons as well as kind of like flimpet reasons. So it would have they really needed him. Like he, he was a massive asset. Like him and DJ or him and Brooks both would have been massive assets for their team had it not been for their withdrawals. Um, I mean, Jason Day is one of the only guys on that team that has like a pretty high world ranking with like major wins and stuff like that, you know. Well, and his game just is suited well to Royal Melbourne. He plays a high ball flight. He can play very spinny. He's a great bunker player. Like he would have done well there. And he's an Aussie. And he's Australian, so he's gonna get the rub of the green. But he's also, but he's also more or less from Columbus, Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, He's still got the accent. So um, another captain's pick that. I don't think surprised too many people with Adam Hadwin. He's been doing pretty good on the tour for a pretty long time. Canadian, nice guy, probably would mesh well with a lot of pairings. I would have picked him too. He played okay. He made a couple points for the team. He pushed a point with Bryson at the end. I mean, no one likes to tie with Bryson, but you know he did it with class. I mean, out of out of the real tying, class, tying with Bryson is better than losing to Bryson. Yeah. Well, right. no one no one has ever lost to Bryson. I want that to be going on the record that he is still yet to win a point in a team. Even event. in like Dell match play and stuff? In a team event. Okay, my bad. I, I didn't hear that at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's not surprising at all, is it? Like, with his oh, attitude, what a surprise that yeah, Tyson can't yeah, match with a team. Yeah, exactly. Yo, man, we're going to have to play my ball. We're going to have to make sure that it can float perfectly in Epsom salt. <laughs> and then before we do any of that, I'm going to need to see that you're also playing the exact same group densities as me. And I don't know. I'm making some half this shit up. But yeah. I, he obviously would be a pain to play with. Yeah. Um, but Adam Hadwin, c- nice Canadian, probably matches well with every teammate. Um, other pick, I think probably surprised a few people, but he's a rookie. They took a chance on him, Joaquin Neiman. 
he didn't play that amazing. He's a fantastic player. I think he got but, like a total of half a point. Maybe. Yeah, yeah but the, I think the main thing to take away from it is like he's young. He's trying to get into the swing of things. It's only like 19 maybe. Yeah, Joaquin, the out there. Joaquin went three losses, one tie. So, but I think another thing to note is that he plays extremely low ball flight. So that's going to not do too well at Royal Melbourne. Right. Like, you're going to have to get high-spinning, high-flying shots that are going to settle on these firm, fast screens. And it's your first game event. A lot of people will get shaky starts. I think he could be an asset in the future. I think he'll actually do great the next President's Cup in the U.S. because his game will be better suited for Quay, Quail Hollow than it is going to be for there. Yeah. Um, the last pick from the international side was Sung J.M., I am a massive proponent of Sung Jae. That's the Sung guy Jae-in. that had his ear falling off. He was holding with that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Band-Aid. Band-Aid, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> he is a fucking ball striker. Yeah. He reaffirmed all the expectations I had for him. Like, he is an insanely good player. You know, the LB, the LPGA has had this Asian swing, like a flood of players that have come in the last, you know, half a decade, decade or so. And I think he's the first kind of wave of that new crop of guys coming through from that side. Um, he's going to fucking win on tour a bunch. No he's question. insanely good. Um, and then when Jason Day withdrew and he pulled out, they were... Sung Jam M went 3-1-1. One, and one, yeah, he was... Three and a half points, which is tied for the most points with Abe answer for the team. Yeah, he yeah. he he's a fucking player. Yeah. He's really fucking good. And then they replaced Jason Day with Ben On, another kind of gutsy pick. Um, but he's also a really good player. But he's Was it Ben On or with Hao Tong Lee? No, Ben On. Hao oh. Tong Lee qualified on points. We'll get to Hao Tong in a second because I have some things to say about Hao Tong. Um, but Ben On, decent player. Um, I would have probably gone with the same route. I think he just didn't thrive in the circumstance. He kind of obviously late pick, but... Uh, I like his game. He just couldn't quite figure it off, figure it out off the tee. Um, and then we'll transition over to the U.S. picks, Dave, and you can take it away. All right. Well, earlier, whenever I brought that up, I was gonna. You were talking about Jordan and Patrick Reed and how Patrick Reed hasn't, you know, won any matches except for his last match in the Presidents Cup on the final day this past. Yeah. But uh, whatever. He's like one in seven now since not teaming up with Jordan. And, you know, you can go and say that maybe Jordan was the main piece of that team. And I just thought that maybe the President's Cup uh, captain's picks should have been a little different <laughs> than they were. Well, should, you want me to go through them and then you say who you rather had? Um, sure. Um, well, firstly, like, obviously you don't want to say, like, Jordan was the better player on that team. It just clearly shows that, like, Jordan can thrive with other teammates and Patrick has a, he struggles to do that. Well, and I also think even with the form Jordan's game was in, like, I understand why he wasn't picked, but I think he's one of those guys that rises to the occasion. Like, at whenever it's a major, like, Jordan could be playing, like, shit all year, but somehow, like, he's in the mix. Well, you know? and obviously, like, like, he has extremely good short game. He pl- he plays it ext- – like, he, pl- he can work the ball both ways. He's a very – And he's won in Australia before. He's won two Australian Opens. Like, he can – He's won at Royal Melbourne, I believe. I don't think he. I don't think it, I thought. I, I thought it was at Royal Melbourne, but it's not. I. I don't think it, he did. You can look it up, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't at Royal Melbourne. So <clears throat> I. I don't know if I would have picked Jordan. I think there's plenty of other people to take a look at. I would have maybe taken a chance on other people. I think it would be great if he was on that team, 
but out of the out of the captain's picks, I probably would have. It's hard because you would want to say in retrospect that you would you wouldn't have picked Gary Woodland or Patrick Reed. Yeah, or Patrick Reed, but you would say. I mean, when the picks were happening, it was before he had cheated in the Bahamas and everything. So like. I probably would have still picked Patrick, Patrick Reed. I would have still picked Tony Finau. I would have picked Kisner, and I would have probably picked Tiger. So I really wouldn't have changed that much. Yeah, I think Kis um, does need to be on this team, though. Yeah, but I, w- I was saying on the last podcast that I would have gone with Kisner. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would have gone probably uh, Ricky, Jordan, Tiger, I guess Finau. I think I may have even replaced Patrick with. I would like. I would like his too, but yeah, Tiger was obviously a pick you had to put on the team. Well, that yeah. but people are only saying that after he won Zozo, right? And he was look. That's. Healthier. I mean, yeah, that. Oh, yeah. That was the only reason. But at the end of the day, like Tiger, if he's healthy, it doesn't matter if he had won Zozo. He's still by far one of the most talented ball strikers. Can work the ball both ways. And the th- thing that people forget about is that he plays the highest spinning ball in the fucking market. Like. He plays an extremely soft, high-spinning golf ball that makes him a little bit more errant off the tees, but he can play into any fucking green complex. And he's still the most talented ball striker on the fucking planet. And if you think he's not picking himself for that, like it doesn't matter what he did. It says it. He was picking himself. With his ego and his competitive nature, he was playing on this team no matter what. I mean, if there was four obvious guys that were playing well at that time, maybe he would have just reserved himself to being a captain. But if yeah. he had the opportunity to, like, I think... He removed all doubt with being healthy. Right. That's the main thing. Exactly. And he's... I think this week proved that, like, if the tour was actually, like, masterpiece golf courses, like, Tiger would have double the wins and double the majors. Because at the end of the day, like, if a golf course actually requires true, like, expertise golf, that every shot shape every sort of, like, you know, tactical approach to golf, like, he's clearly the most superior player out there. Oh, for sure. And he has been for a long time. Yeah. I think that statement is pretty large, but I don't think he would... I I, I think he would have more majors and whatnot, but, like, double the amount is pretty crazy. Yeah, I I wasn't going to die on that, but but double's a lot. (laughs) I mean, you're talking about a guy with 15 majors now. 30 majors. 30 majors is pretty crazy. I yeah. don't know if I could really be talked down from that. If okay. I'm completely honest. I'll give you. If I mean, most of the the only thing that would talk most of the that major is, championship venues are good golf courses. Yeah. Okay. Well, one one every year is yeah, at Augusta, which is a great golf course. Pebble Beach happens all the time. Shinnecock happens all the time. Like these are all great yeah. golf courses. I know these these I, are the most recent. Yeah. But like Marion, fucking. I feel like. Kid, you've got Beth Page on your mind, just bombing I do. Out and I, I mean, a lot of the opens are great, too. I would say PGA's almost every year garbage. Yeah. Yeah, PGA's, well, that's the shittiest major there is. Like, uh, and like then, we've talked about and gone down the road of, like, hey, they should make it international. Yeah, that doesn't really make sense for the PGA of America. Right. But, like, they need to do something for their, their identity or... And know. I'll say a couple U.S. Opens have been pretty washed. Like the one that Rory won, it was soft as fuck. Yeah. Um, th- I mean, but like Jason Day at Whist- well, no, that was a PGA at Whistling Whistling Straits. Yeah, yeah. That's a good course though too, and it's that's good. a PGA Championship. It's next year's Ryder Cup as well. Yeah. So 
the difference between a course being good and being like a Royal Melbourne or being like a, a Shinnecock or like a Pinehurst number two or a souped up pebble or something like that. Like there's a difference between going to like a Chambers Bay or going to an Aaron Hills or going to a, like there, there, I think we're getting off topic from the president's cup right now. And double is obviously a very steep claim because they're always very pretty good tests of golf. But I mean, if you look at the last eight PGAs and the ones that are coming later, like, I don't know. Let's, let's, I mean, well, how many of Tiger's majors are at PGAs? Not a whole lot of them, right? I mean, the majority are at Augusta, right? I mean, yeah, it's your point, but like, they're also throwing they're a bone. Very spread out. They're also I, throwing I, I, a bone I, to the other golfers, you know. Like if you make it to, we're throwing a bone to make <laughs> guys. We're trying to bring the field back into play. Yeah. This guy just waving at everyone. I mean, I mean, that's kind of to Brooks's point. Like whenever it's a major championship, I'm playing against less people because half the field doesn't even have a shot. Yeah, yeah. less people are as good at golf as him. Like like a tiger. Yeah, that's the point. Is that like if you made more? I think the bigger thing I was trying to stress here is that. He would have even more PGA Tour wins, obviously. But the other thing being is, like, maybe he wouldn't just because he already was winning everything else that he was playing in. Right. So it's like he would have had to play more. Yeah. Because his winning percentage was already insane. Yeah. But we're completely off. I was going to say we were off the rails. Yeah. Right. We can, we can, that tends to happen. We can, yeah. re, we can re-claw back our way. We were talking about the U.S. picks. And the thing that probably Dave wants to highlight on is that with Brooks withdrawing, they picked Ricky. And he got mm-hmm. he, he was able to sneak in. And that he wasn't going to be a captain's pick, and he came and got the fucking team two and a half points. Ricky went the, undefeated. <laughs> the only other person besides Tiger, okay? Yeah. And he was a good addition to this team. I think it was a good thing that Ricky found his way on the squad. I, I mean, he he's the only that. one that didn't lose points in any of his matches. He, all, he also blew a five-hole lead. He, it wasn't just him. I know. I'm just saying. Whenever he succeeds, it's Ricky. Yeah. He blew it. Well, you know, he also had someone else there. Let's not forget JT's pulled ass fucking dry, or drive on 17, was it? That Ricky had to get on his knees underneath the tree to hit the shot out of. Let's like, not forget yeah. the other like 12 approach shots and like putts that JT would it's, make. Regardless, it's a team. Yeah. For a guy yeah. who's for a guy who's renowned for his putting, Ricky missed a lot of fucking putts this week. The whole team did though. They they putted pretty poorly. He also made a very important half point on the second day. Yeah. For a momentum and not just the half point. Like it was a huge putt. It was the last putt of the day for them. Yeah. Like, okay, so all I'm saying right now is that I Probably would have picked Ricky for this, but I totally understand Tiger not picking him. Sure. And I also for Patrick Reed and Gary Woodland and Tony Finau. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I would I've had the same opinion the whole time, so you can't say that to me. <laughs> but, okay. I've wanted. Firstly, I've I, thought Ricky should be a captain's pick regardless over any of those guys. I firstly one hundred percent will always pick Tony Finau over Ricky for these. Yeah. And you're just wrong. But really? That's fine. Because Tony Fino got worse pairings and was still able like if we go back to like actual impact and look through the entire coverage, Tony Fino was having to fucking drag people around that course. Fino is Fino played amazing. Could, yeah. I'm not saying he didn't play. And he well. did have the Ryder Cup too. Him and JT were the only people actually play good right. in France. Okay. I mean if I had you, to pick, what, I would I, I would rather I didn't I, I okay. Let's just 
I would have rather had Ricky on the team. If, if, if I had to kick Tony Fina off the team and those other three guys had to play, Ricky would be on the team. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but he would have, never he would have replaced Tiger with Ricky. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're delusional. I mean, to an extent, yes, but it makes more you sense would have replaced than replace Cantley, Xander, JT, all with Ricky. And he had more points than most of those guys. I can look it up right now. He performed. Ricky played well. And I think that, I mean, it's, I, I don't think him and Finau, I think they're pretty interchangeable in my mind. I think both of those guys belonged on this team. I so think Cantley was, and Shoffley both had half a point more than Ricky. But he had more points than Finau, Gary Woodland, Patrick Reed. Fucking, those were the other picks. But yeah. he, got, he got one point and two half points, right? Uh, he got two and a half points. Yeah, total. so it would have been three half points. Three half points. So who who did he play? Okay, so, so he, he played a round with Gary Woodland, got a half point, and then he played two rounds with JT, and he played a single match that didn't matter. Right, and I didn't even see it. Could have really mattered. It could have. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. get it, but the moment it started mattering, he started playing bad, and then it didn't matter. And Not true. He sunk that long fucking putt on yeah. seventeen. Yeah, and promptly right after that, he gave it back to Leishman when it was over. Yeah, exactly. So, when, so he stopped playing good. Like he, it, when it didn't matter, he it he didn't like when it mattered. He hit that long putt. I agree with that. Yeah, I don't know if it was over immediately after that though. When it, when he missed the putt on the green on the next hole, yes, it was. It was over. already over. Yeah, that sounds right. I spilled beer on myself. You and this is coming from a guy that was much. listening via radio like it was 1950. Golf on the radio is a beautiful thing. It's a, it's, it's hard to paint the picture though. Yeah, like that's true. like I've seen Royal Melbourne in like a hand, not even a handful, like two two times. I've watched game, like tournaments there. Yeah, I'll so, also like, say that. And I don't mean to pile up on Ricky right now, but uh, it was a goddamn pillow fight between him and Leishman for like the first seven holes. Yeah, it was it was a gross spectacle. Um, Leishman did not bring his A game, which I I hate to see. He didn't like Leishman. He didn't a lot. bring it all week. Yeah, I know. He did which, struggle. It's a weird thing to put him as anchor, right? Uh, especially, but I think it's because later. I think it's because the internationals assumed they would have had it by then. Right. So like put our put the guys that aren't performing toward the back. Right. Well, you got to think he should be able to step up. If you really need Leishman, you would think he could find it down there. I mean, Australian, he should know the course pretty well, and he's a good player. I, I don't hate him being the anchor there. Yeah, I, I think I think that the internationals had a lot not going for them, and they still managed to do a lot with it. Sure. Like they made a they made a made, made, they made a lot out of nothing, and. I think that's a testament to the preparation and to Ernie and to Jeff Ogilvy and to all of them actually for the first time feeling like they came together as like a team, as a unit, versus that not really being the case for a long time with the President's Cup. They always felt like segmented and divided. Yeah. If you ask me which team I'd rather be on, like teammate-wise, like that felt like a great team. The Americans felt like a lot of individuals. Which is a huge undertaking because like yeah. they're a global team. Like half of them don't speak the same language. Yeah. They don't grow up in the same places. They're not really playing a tour together. Like the U.S. should have the easiest time bonding and being a unit and they constantly fail at it. Well, because it, it's a bunch of huge egos that you're trying to put under the same roof and I just don't know if that's really true, though. Like, I think you have a lot of people that are pretty humble on the U.S. Time, but, uh, team, but they just seem to always just fuck it up. Yeah. Like, you have a few outliers that, like, are megalomaniacs, but yeah. 
Don't pick them for your team, Tiger. <laughs> yeah. I uh, think part of it is that they're just so used to one type of golf. And right. there's a few guys that are on the American team that can get their game and have it and play the game that's suited to the course, like changing courses, like going over and playing the open or some links courses. But it, instead of just the typical bomb and gouge game, you know, and I think like for guys like, like Woodland or DJ or, you know, any, any, any person like that, it, yeah. it, it's hard to translate. Well, and I think that showed, we just said Shoffley and Cantlay both outperformed Ricky because those are just pure ball strikers. Yeah. And they perform because they can strike the ball really well. They're not bomb and gouge players. Well, they're both rookies that were paid, paired together. They yeah. had to figure out their shit by themselves on their own out there. And they were put up against really tough teams too. And yeah. so they just have to figure each other's game out. Like think of how many – like Ricky and JT have already played a President's Cup together. And, they, and let's just – Ricky's also a ball striker. He can work it both ways. Sure. All right. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And they just outperformed another ball striker. It's all yeah. 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 <laughs> I was comparing them more to the DJs and the Woodland yes. types that are just – I, I know you were. Match. I just wanted to yeah. throw you it in there. Get your little Ricky love. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, you never really feel like DJ comes to these tournaments like actually caring. I'm not sure if DJ gives a shit half the time. He, he's like, I got Paulina, I'm a millionaire. Like it, half the tour events, I wonder. Think of how give cool a shit? that team would be if it was just a bunch of fucking like Xanders and JTs yeah. and Cantleys, the guys yeah. that like really just want to prove themselves and like are out there actually caring. Right. I think that at the end of the day, like the margin of error between really really great players like it's so thin that if you just get a bunch of guys that like cohesively come together and want to win yeah that's way different than like okay you're a great player but you didn't put in any prep work for the right. course you're not meshing with any of your partners and it doesn't really seem like you care that much yeah this is every sports movie ever you need a team that meshes and comes together and that's when they have their moment of clarity and play together that's kind of just like dj though yeah like he's just always kind of like yeah, what what are we doing again? Yeah. We're golfing? Oh, yeah. yeah, all right. And I'm sure it comes and it has its unique benefits, but, like, it'd be great in singles, but how, yeah. how well does that vibe with a different player? I, and I thought him and Cooch was an interesting pairing, too. Um, the way they played together seemed like their vibe. They both I seemed think that kind was kind of, of like a last minute, like, what do we do with DJ now that Brooks is gone? Right, yeah. He doesn't have his bash brother to play with. Yeah, and... I don't necessarily think that they're a good team for these events anyways. Yeah. Brooks, DJ. Unless they're pe- playing somewhere like Bethpage where one of them hits mm-hmm. a bomb off the tee and the other one has a 70-yard wedge. That's a whole different situation than what we had this weekend. Yeah. I just mean that not even just like a pairing-wise, but just like in like the locker room and stuff like that. Like I just don't know how much DJ just like feeling like at home in there with people. Right. Like I think he's probably like to kind of disconnect from the team. Sure. That might be conjecture, but – yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like he's like super invested. Like you don't really see him like on the side. I was like, yeah, like cheering right, for the dude's right, right. Like, I mean, the one thing you can give credit to for like guys like JT and for Ricky and for like, they're like always like watching the guys come in. They're always like, just like really hyped on like people doing well. I'll, I'll even give credit to Bryson for that. Yeah. Like, Bryson is invested. Yeah, he just doesn't mesh with anyone. Right. And people are like, dude, I want to be your friend, but it's just so hard. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I think right now is where we need to uh, to take the crown off of Patrick Reed, and JT is the next Captain America. Like you're saying, playing with teammates and things like that, 
he has so much emotion out there. He plays well in team events. He is like the epitome of what I want to watch in these events. Yeah, I mean, let's let's give him another Ryder Cup. Yeah, like the Presidents Cup is it's still trying to get, find its legs, but like he did well in at in France. Like he earned like his stripes there. Let's see how he does again. And uh, I think because I'm a huge JT fan, but like. I, I don't want to give him that title. Well, well this is coming from antics. a not so huge JT fan, and I, I mean, it's been impressive both the team events what he's been able to do. But he lost his singles. He did lose his he singles, lose his singles, but he and showed he was up three. Yeah, that. but Cameron Smith turned it on. Right. He's an Aussie, and he was figuring it out. Like all props to Cameron Smith. Like shout out calling out Patrick Reed. You're like the only one who did it. Way to go, Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith loves Even though you look like a 13-year-old boy, like whatever the announcers said. Yeah. Oh, the Masters, Masters, yeah. Yeah. Faldo or whoever was. Yeah, I think it was Faldo. Weird as fuck that they said that. Yeah, yeah, I think the old losing the five-up lead with Ricky the third day kind of still fell into JT on the singles. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I guess I should clarify. I was speaking almost strictly from a "this is the TV I want to watch." He's fired up. He's I agree. Cussing, he's going crazy. Yeah, crazy. I mean, the JT Tiger he, moment was yes. like the highlight of the entire week. Yeah, and I'm so glad they won. So that moment again, coming from someone who's not that big on Tiger or JT, like even like when I came home after work and like saw the, all the replays and stuff, and that moment, I was like, "That's like one of the moments they're going to play in front of every single Presidents Cup." Like. You know, yeah, just like how they should, they have the reel for all the masters before it. Like, I yeah. mean, I was gonna save this for the end, but like, what a fucking year for the cat! It was a good year. What for a the fucking cat. year for the cat! So while we're talking about that putt, did y'all hear the dumbest fucking question ever that the guy asked Tiger after that? He said, "How scared were you of Justin Thomas when he was yelling after he made that putt?" Oh and yeah, Tiger's like. That. What are you talking about? He's I like, I was coming at him too, or something like Thomas. that. Yeah. yeah, it was like, come on. I'm sorry, so so but it's comical. It it was just one the one of the coolest things is that like just growing up and watching Tiger, like the Tiger that I watched growing up is nothing like this Tiger, and this Tiger is fucking sick. Like all he wants to do is like have these friends, have these moments, like cherish the end of his golf career. Like he's like hugging everybody. Like when JT, well, made, and then he, he wasn't fist pumping. He was like arms out, like for his son at the masters. Like, right. come hug me. Like, this is amazing. We did this together. Like that's such a cool fucking moment. He well, genuinely missed out on all that camaraderie in his early years. Yeah. And he's, he's finally realized like he gets a second chance. Yeah. That, that, that's very true. I agree with that. And just whenever they won, whenever he was like, yeah, my boys did it. My boys. Like he kept saying, like, my boys did it. Yeah. You know, it, it was cool for yeah. sure. Well, he is. I think for a long time he felt isolated, right? He's like, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be better than Jack. I'm going to be the greatest of all time. And like he isolated himself. Yeah. And I'm sure all the controversy and the drama of his, you know, of his personal life had like made that even more difficult for him to do. And like he has a second chance at all this. And like this has been a continual theme. But like the dude won the Masters. The dude had won a couple months before that, and then he won again here in Japan. He's been bouncing back and forth. He got to the top five in the world. Like, the dude's 43 now? 44? Yeah, I think 44 in a week. He's at 15 majors, and then he got picked to be a captain when they thought he was never going to play again, and he plays himself back into being a a, a fair pick for a a captain's pick, and then he goes undefeated there. Yeah. He was world class. 
he was the best player in that golf course. Like, what a fucking year for the cat. Yeah, it's incredible. He's he's fully back, and I think he's going to do big things this year if he manages his schedule right and he, he plays smart and he stays healthy, which is all questionable. You never know. I mean, I'm – Well, I mean, he had that – he had some sort of – Injury, like he had surgery of some sort. He had a knee scope, which is yeah, it's barely a surgery. I've had three of them. It's pretty quick and easy. Yeah, no. All I'm saying is that, like, so a big thing we were talking about, you know, towards the end of this last season, like he barely played any golf at all. Yeah, and that was probably the reason. His knee was bugging him. He was clicking and popping, and yeah, yeah. which is better than a back issue. No question. No, absolutely. I'm just saying, like. So he may play a little more golf next year is all yeah, I was getting. Yeah, it's justified that he Not like out. a ton, but maybe a little more. For, but. for the first time in a long time, I trust his judgment right now. Yeah. I think whatever amount of golf he plays is the right amount of golf he should be playing, which is not the same case for 2015, 16, 17. Yeah. I couldn't trust his judgment. He was constantly hurting himself. He, had, he was living in a delusion, and I think right now he's in a great place. And I think – I don't know. I'm optimistic about his future – but at the same time, I'm not going to – in the same way that I was one of the few people that wasn't ruling him out at the end of last year or this year, I'm not ruling him back in now. Just because he's playing well right now doesn't mean he's going to kill it next year. Like, I'm just I'm just living in the moat with Cat. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of his judgment, I thought it was really smart of him, and I questioned it the whole time, to sit the entire third day. Um, as being the best golfer out there, for him to miss out on an entire round that could have got us points when we were down – uh, and it turned out to work out. Uh, maybe he should have rested JT a little bit, too, because he looked dog-tired by the end. Yeah, but JT played five sessions at the right yeah. round, too. Like, yeah. I think what it I, for JT. Uh, so I definitely am not in the same boat for you for sitting him. Like, may obviously, he knows his body and knows what he should be doing, so he may have been fatigued or whatever it may be. But I think he definitely could have gotten out in one of those sessions, whether it be the morning or the afternoon. I think he – didn't play like I think it would have been smart for him to go out, get ready in the morning, and then not and then sit the afternoon. Or I don't know. I, at, at the time where they were at, I did not agree with the decision at all. Yeah. And I also didn't agree with the decision to play Patrick Reed and Webb Simpson again. Yeah, I thought that was lunacy as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I 100% agree that. I wouldn't play Patrick Reed and Webb Simpson. You could maybe split them up and maybe try to think of it, but not together again. Right. Like, I, I mean, I feel bad for Webb. I honestly do. Like, he played right. well. I mean, he made it work with Bubba at the Ryder Cup last year. So, like, yeah. Webb obviously has a lot to offer in those pairings. Um, I would have put Patrick Reed with the more alpha guy, I think. Like, Webb just seems to mesh well with people. He's not going to, like, bully people around. I think Patrick Reed maybe would have been better off playing with, like, a Gary Woodland or something like that. Better Bryson. I think that like would just super be alpha. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think, did, they, did they play together? Or no, Tiger no. played with Bryson. Yeah. And then Phil played with Bryson, too. I right? can't remember. Yeah, it was Phil. Um, so, I mean, I... I'm of the mindset that uh, Patrick Reed, he shouldn't he shouldn't play golf. What did you say the whole time we were watching this? You kept saying he's not allowed back in the country. I, I, I think he, I think his passport should be revoked and he should just stay somewhere over the Pacific. Way back. Um, it's not a bad life to live, honestly. Yeah, like just drop him in fucking Fiji. I don't care. Um, no, I mean, at the end of the day, like, we haven't talked much about it. It's fucking disrespectful to the game. Like, he's a fucking cheater. And, 
I don't think there's really much debate in it. It's it seems pretty conclusive, and I think the tour just where like so I obviously have seen the video and what like but I don't know in relation to the tournament like where was he like was he in contention contention yeah, he was in what? contention okay yeah. yeah yeah he lost by two strokes and he had a two stroke penalty for that thing in the bunker yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's one thing to fluff your lie when you're playing with your buddies for skins or whatever but it, on that stage and what he did I mean that's just absurd and it's even crazier to think that he could get away with it. Like with the cameras we have, it's like, like the I don't conspiracy know. theories you hear about the NBA. It's like, yo, is LeBron juicing? How is he still doing good right now? But the NBA would never do anything about it. It's like the PJ Tour is actively trying to not condemn people for cheating. Right. But they also were like, they also haven't like scolded him. Like he, he was, he's a respectable man. He's a good guy. Yeah, like class act. Cla- yeah. yeah. Like, no, yeah, the the dude, like the it's obvious like what he did, but you guys won't go after him and like make a, make a, uh, what is it? Make a example out of example them? out of them. Yeah. Well, the whole thing comes down to is that they think all of these players are like these perfect little like these are all perfect gentlemen and they're out here playing the game of gentlemen and everything here is serene and perfect. Well, yeah, that's what they don't want. They don't want to be like, yeah, we uh, w- there's a cheater among amongst right. us among, amongst the gentlemen. Yeah, you know? exactly. Here's the thing that they don't get. Yeah. yeah. And people will watch more if you fucking just embrace it and penalize them for disparaging the spirit of your gentleman game. I don't. Yeah. Like, you'll win both ways. One, people go, like, holy shit, that guy cheated. Let's fucking tune into this shit. And then two, you'll be able to fucking have some accountability. Right. Because right now it's fucking ridiculous. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, it. And the fact of the matter is, is that it put the entire team in a weird position, too. It's like, do you, do you, like, do you be a dick to him and be like, yo, you shouldn't be here? Or do you do what Webb did? Like, oh, it's undeserved. Yeah. All the all the criticism is undeserved out there. The crowd, they're going over the line. Yeah. Oh, really? The yeah. crowd's going over the line? You Like the shit that people were saying at Hazeltine at the Ryder Cup? Like, and Patrick Reed, of all people, was complaining about how the fucking crowd is being treated. Yeah, and right. his caddy got in a damn He got off the golf cart part to go into a physical altercation. Like, if people are talking about, like, oh, they were put into, like, a, a, a dangerous hazard environment. He got off of a moving vehicle to go into a physical altercation. I heard Rory's defending the caddy. <laughs> I think I think a lot of caddies would say that, like, you have to stand up for your dude. And, you like, it's your job to stand up for your guy. But there's also, there's a line in where that needs to be drawn yeah, before you have well, a And also, of course, like, you're not going to be carrying the bag the next day. Yeah. Like, you got to think of, like, your job, and, like, yeah. obviously you shouldn't get into a physical altercation. Yeah. But, so, like, I understand, like, yeah, like, having your guys back and not letting people, like, I, like, I get that, but, yeah. like, your guy's also Patrick Reed. Yeah. <laughs> like, he cheated, <laughs> he, and he the crowd is getting, the crowd is talking shit because the PGA Tour didn't do shit about it. Right. Well, and so here's the thing is that like, I feel like this is a kind of like a wider statement to like America in general, but for a country that like bolsters being like these strong fucking the, the kings of the world, like just like the world beaters, we have really fucking thin skin. Like the moment our crowds just razz fucking the Europeans to death, whether it's Danny Willett or Rory or people getting personal about like fucking people's wives and shit out there. And then we get a little bit of it in Australia like, well, you're. Are you saying we saying Patrick Reed? Like, I'm speaking no one as, else as, as an American. Like, right I'm now. speaking as if like for a country that has like all this like machismo, like, <laughs> we're very fucking sensitive. Like, yeah, we get all riled up about like because there was like a presser also about how like 
Tiger was like in a presser with Ernie when they're picking teams, and they're like, you know, you know, people are going over the line, and the crowd's like, dude, come on, like have a little self awareness. The yeah. shit that people were dealing with at Liberty National and at Hazel Team, like. Dude, it's part of being an away team. Yeah. Like, get over it. And yeah. Ernie said the exact same thing, which I totally support. He's like, I'm if all... you want this to be anything like real sports, and like when I say real sports, like having home team advantage and like yeah. being a part of like a like a toxic environment that you have to overcome, like, yeah, we shouldn't cross a line if things get disrespectful or over the line and like are crazy. But like be able to fucking take a little bit of like yeah. If you ever sat in the stands at an NFL game, there's no respect. Like, that is a lot of very vulgar, angry stuff. Like, I feel like these guys should be able to handle it. You're going to be I fine. I get that they're you're very gonna... close, and your yeah. game is a lot, like, fine-tuned motor skills, like, very precise. Like, sure. I get that this stuff is crazy, but, like... Yeah, it's, like, one of... It's the only event like that, really. Maybe waste management, you know? Yeah. Like, the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup are the only tournaments that are like that. Like, you're that's what you're signing up for. Like, don't come over if you can't handle it. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And uh, I, I don't think I think it's a, a smaller percentage. I think most of the guys are cool with it and like encourage it. Like, I get, but if you're the biggest dude, it's just like, shh, yeah. I mean, like, Patrick Reed should be able to take it if he dishes it out, you know. And that was just not the case. And I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of clumping America in with that because I think that we have stronger th- skin than you think. You know? I, I would have, uh, well, firstly, no, we have a giant victim complex, but well, no, the small percentage that talks on Twitter does, yeah. but it also came up in the presser. Like tiger brought it up and like, it, it became a bigger conversation from that. And at the end of the day, like the point I'm trying to make is that you should go into this knowing what you're going to be signing up for. You were a captain's pick. You didn't have to actually come. And you've already put yourself in a position with how you've acted to receive more of it. Like when he, when he did a shoveling whole thing, yeah, like after begging someone it. after he had put had yelled, miss it. And so after he had made it, I guess he like did the shoveling thing, yeah. which is like, okay, firstly, like clearly a class act. Yeah. This highlight the fact that he had cheated in the yeah. past. And then the tour just retweets it and shares it all over the social media. Like, Oh, playing a little phone in the crowd. Yeah. No, highlighting the fact that he had cheated two week uh, a week prior. And like, th- this is my thought in general on Patrick Reed is if you're gonna do that, like by all means, be the guy who pulls out the shovel. Like, lean in, be the guy shushing the crowd, but don't whine about it. Don't have your caddy feel like he needs to get in a fight because your feelings are hurt. Like, you have to fully embrace it or don't at all. And I, I feel like he's playing this weird middle ground, and that's what we run into with. I'm okay with him being a villain, but that just means I'm just not going to root for him. Right. And unfortunately, like a lot of the time that means like if he's on the American team, like I want him to lose his point. Yeah. Like that's, that's it. Like I root for players out there. And a lot of the time I have more people that I like on the U S team than the other team. That's insane to me. <laughs> I don't have any brain, like nationalistic tribalism. Yeah. Well, you don't have to put it like that. It's a, it's a, it's a fake event. Like it was created in a fucking boardroom by fucking PGA Tour execs. It's like, yeah, but still, I mean, yeah. that, you don't have to be. It's the country you live in. You could choose to live any other country, but you choose to live here. You know, like I don't know. I I would much rather see Patrick Reed win the match than, and it would help us win the tournament than have be cheering for the other guy against him. I may not like Patrick Reed, but I like America, and I want America. To Right. Yeah, it's a false equivalency to me. Like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Really? Like, yeah, I don't root for shitty like 
like shitty participants. Like, well, like they can win without him. Yeah. And that, like that just reinforces like the fact to me like he shouldn't be on the team. Yeah, but it was yeah, such a close margin that like it, it it could have easily been Patrick Reed in Ricky's position or Kucher's position, and then you would have been like, yeah, fuck Patrick Reed. I, I want the internationals to win right now. Like I root yeah. for players. This has been my case for almost every sport. Like when we watch basketball, I'm always rooting for players. Like I, yeah, don't I mean, that's cool, do. but like it's usually not down to nations in sports you watch. It's when usually like teams. The most famous national team in the world is the 1992 NBA Olympic team for the U.S. The Dream Team. And you were born cheering for that team. But you're saying the sports just fresh out of the womb, no, kids. That, there, yeah. The let's point. cheer for the players. No, that's not your point. That you're saying the sports that you watch don't have like national teams. For First, the most part, like when I'm assuming you're talking about basketball right now, you're talking yeah. about one time every four years in the Olympics. Like well, they have World you're Cup in, too. you're in your, you know, no, the majority of the time you're talking about. City-driven teams. You're not talking about like the United States. The like, especially with basketball, ninety fucking six percent of the time, or what are you? And I'm actually more driven to root for the U.S. when it's only one every four years, not every goddamn year. Like it's not. It's a lot less. Firstly, I'm probably more pro. It's still a lot less than every other week with the fucking. You get to cheer for your players every week in, week out with. Golf. That's literally the sport where you cheer for only the player. Yeah. And then the one time where the team comes around, you're like, yeah, fuck that. I'm cheering for the players. Not the one time. It's every time I'm rooting yeah. for the players. Yeah. And also, yeah, but- I'm also only rooting for the players in those sports, too. In basketball, I'm only rooting for the players. I, I don't I don't it's an interesting I, take you're making. I mean, that's a new thing. It's very especially in basketball. It's a new thing that a lot of people like. LeBron, how many people have been Cavs fans, Heats fans, and Lakers fans in their life now? It's it's new. It's popular. It's all this player empowerment bullshit. But that's what golf has been from the get-go. Well, because it's an individual sport. Like, this is one But it's the one opportunity where you get to cheer for the team, and you're choosing to cheer for the player. Like, it's fine. You're allowed to do that. But don't make it seem insane for me to, like – and I'm not not saying you're you're doing that. I'm just saying, like – Don't push a fucking opinion on me that I don't have. Okay. That's I misspoke, yeah. but I'm just saying it's an interesting take. Like for you to I say, like I don't want Patrick Reed to win. And well, yes. no, not just that. No. If he was in Kucher or Ricky's position at the end, you would actively cheer against him. If it were to cost the U.S. the the match, one hundred percent. Yeah, that is crazy. That doesn't that doesn't compute in my head. Yeah, I, it I see. I see your. You're much more. Because he would have had the clinching point, the cheater, the guy who wasn't banned from fucking tour that had just. Yeah, but he, fire. but he what didn't cheat. He for... didn't cheat then. Yeah, that's a whole. Oh different thing. come on! Oh, it's a completely different. I didn't different cheat on my wife last week, but we're having Christmas. That's a totally right different thing. That is a totally on. different thing. The, a marriage is you're like that's totally different. He, he you don't think your boy fucking wrong. Kyrie or something didn't cheat on a fucking test in high school or yeah. college? Personally, I'm not the biggest Kyrie fan. Whatever, you're no, the no, dude no. on the fucking New Orleans Jesters or whatever their name is. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we need to get back to golf. Yeah. <laughs> Quickly. But yes. either way, I guarantee he's cheated he on something in his the life. The week prior. The week prior. Less than a week ago, he had been cheated. Regardless, it's, an in, it's a pretty crazy a, a take to be actively rooting against him. Firstly, yes, I don't want Patrick Reed to win. Secondly, you also the, don't want the U.S. to win the if Patrick Reed is going to win. The would be better off if the internationals had won. 
It would be better for the program. It would be better for the entire entertainment factor of it going forward. Yeah. The reason why people care about the Ryder Cup now is because the Europeans have been winning a lot. Because the U.S. used to stop in them all the time, and the ratings fucking for it sucked. Yeah. Nobody would watch it because it wasn't competitive. Yeah. So I said this earlier, and I didn't really clarify it. I kind of wanted the internationals to win this because I think it would have been a wake-up call for the Americans for the Ryder Cup. Going into whistling, I'm a little bit worried about this team. Like, Adam Scott was the best player on the international team. That's not who you're going to face in the Ryder Cup, and the President Cup is cute, it's fun, but the Ryder Cup is the one that matters. And I'm a little worried about our team going into that. I think it helps being back home in the United States and yeah, being I mean, at Whistling Straits. It is more of like a course on the water. I hate, I hate where team events are right now. Just go to the course that you have the best chance at, which is not the most the best course to watch golf. I think that I it should be that a third party that gets to set up the course and no yeah. team has a fucking choice 100%. in it. Yeah. Um, I would have disagreed. I mean, I agree to an extent that Adam Scott was one of the best players in the national team, but I personally think Sung J.M. was the Sung He has J. the highest world Sung, well, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I would say Sung J.M. And Abraham Answer were the two. Abraham best Am- Abraham Answer was definitely yeah. the most important player yeah. on that team. He was rolling the rock all week. It was man. unreal. That shot he hit on the the par three that he just faded in there was the best shot of the week, like the whole weekend. It was incredible. He was lights out. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I. Yeah, we can agree to disagree on how we root for things. All I'm saying is that like I just go with the team that I like the guys more on. Yeah, and like. At the end of the day, it's hard to root for this U.S. team when there's a bunch of guys on it that just behave ridiculously. And so are one of them was a captain's pick that probably shouldn't have been on the team. We're talking about Ricky. No. <laughs> when has Ricky ever had any sort of like? I agree. Well, he did his his little drop through his butt thing. That was the only thing I can think of. Yeah, but that, was, that was I'm comedic on, that was relief. Really, I'm on board with it. Yeah, yeah. The I'm all about rousing the tour at that yeah. point when they're just being stingy about ridiculous things. Yeah. No, like, I like Ricky. I was just making a joke with you. Um, I, I'm okay with it. I'm not upset that the U.S. won. I'm ha- like, I was cheering for them when we were in the bar. Yeah, like, no, yeah. I was cheering for the U.S. when I liked the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it's, like, a close line, but, like, if it's between freaking uh, – let's look at a matchup here. If it's between – so, here, this is easy. If we're going between Abraham Answer and Tiger, I was rooting for Tiger when we were at the bar. Sure. When it was between Hideki and Tony Fina, I was rooting for Tony Fina. Yeah. It was between C.T. Pan and Patrick Reed, I was rooting for C.T. Pan. Yeah. It was between between Hal Tong Lee and DJ, I was rooting for DJ. Adam Hadwin and Bryson, we were rooting for Adam Hadwin. Yeah. Between Sung Jae-M and Gary Williams, I was Why? rooting for why I like Adam Hadwin. He doesn't like Bryson. Bryson. This is a very clear. He's with. I, I know, but yeah, whatever, man. I, I mean, it's different. I, I Bryson didn't, didn't have a teammate. Way, but, yeah, you know, he was playing his own game. He's just saying he doesn't like Bryson, like Bryson in general. Whatever, yeah. bro. The guy's an innovator. He's I would, something. I think he's entertaining. Yeah. I'm just saying, but he's entertaining the same reason that I am rooting against. You like right? Adam Hadwin more? He Ooh, seems like a he's nice a, guy. Yeah, he's he's vanilla. He's a vanilla like ice vanilla. cream. He has no nothing about him. He there's nothing. Man, you could think about this. You could pass him in the airport, not even know he's there. <laughs> and that means he shouldn't be rude for. He, I no, think you should root, root for the American that is changing the game. That is an innovator that has a fucking personality that fucking gets a crowd going. That makes up that, fake science jargon. Regardless, uh, man, he's yeah, he's got he a persona. Like he fully believes his science jargon, though. Like I, 
I know you're Scientologists. <laughs> and they have it in the name. Yeah, right? I don't um, know. But, like, if you go to the list... I like, just think Adam Hadwin, Mr. Vanilla from Canada over Bryson? You fucking kidding me? He sincerely was, though. I, I was sitting next to him. I mean, I believe it. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. So here's the thing. is, I bet you if you put, like, a straw poll up on Twitter and you had, like, Adam Hadwin versus Bryson, who would you rather win right now? Well, hold on. Well, oh, first off, you, know, you can it, walk into the United first States. First off, let's say if we have this during a tour event or the President's Cup, it's very different. I don't think the results would be that far off. I guarantee you they would. I think you're in the wrong on this one. I think most of the country is going to root for their country. Dude, so many people don't like Bryson. That's fine, but they like the United States, and they don't want to be embarrassed and lose the second ever president's cup. Mr. Deserve. Vanilla. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. That, we that, showed zero respect to Royal Melbourne, which is ridiculous. I agree. No, there's we no We trotted question. up like we, we owned the show. We got punched in the face, and they got lucky that Tiger was fucking playing good. This was the equivalent of a seven-game series in basketball. The young bucks come out. They're practicing hard. They're hustling. They think they have a chance to win one game, maybe two. And then the talent wins out. There was just more talent. No, they won three games in a row. Okay, they won three, but they still didn't take the series. The The talent won out. That's what happened in this. Yeah, I mean, they got lucky. Firstly, they got lucky that Hao Tung Lee didn't give a shit. He yeah. showed up with his physio on the back. He didn't bring a caddy. He didn't speak English. He didn't listen to any of the shit from Jeff Ogilvy or Ernie. Yeah. He was like he wasn't like meshing with the team at all. He wasn't being a part of the squad at all. And Ernie sat him after one round. He's like, fuck you, you're yeah. not gonna be a part How Tong Lee didn't play the first day. He didn't play the Yeah, game. he only played one team session because that was the minimum because he wasn't yeah. actually being a part of the team. Well, he didn't, if you were listening a second ago. He didn't like. He brought only his physio in the bag. They that guy didn't speak any English. They didn't learn anything about the course. Didn't do any sort of research. Didn't work with the team events. And at the end of the day, like he was as if there was no one there playing. He cost them in their singles, and he cost them in their team event. And yeah. that was when he was playing with Leishman against fucking Ricky and JT. Yeah. Well, it was my understanding too that Ernie pretty much said, "This is my way or the highway. Like I'm going to tell you how to play this course. I'm going to tell you where you need to be off the tees, and if you can't handle that, and the people that listen benefited from." Yeah, it. exactly. So it, it it's one of those things. It's like it fucking it it was it wasn't far off for them to like win it. Like they could have won it. it was, they almost, yeah, they should have won it. Honestly, I mean it it took. A pissed off Patrick Reed and I mean, no a one, Tiger who was on fire to get things started on Sunday. And I wouldn't say they should have. I think the U.S. should have swept them, but they came in completely unprepared and they were able to get sure. away. Well, yeah. when you're up, up, I mean, after the first day, it seemed, even after the second day, it seemed like they should be. I mean, you picked the internationals to win it. I did. Yeah. I didn't like pick them like straight up from the I beginning. I know after the first two days. Oh yeah, after I, the I first wasn't three. Feeling confident after day two or day three. I did a prediction of the matches for the fourth day, and I had the internationals coming out by a point. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it it was incredibly close, and I, I I think in general, like for how good that Presidents Cup was, I wish we could have gotten to see more of it, like. Also, like, fuck off. Like, all they do is show putts. Dude, so yeah. I, was, that was just, I was trying to transition to broadcast, right? was basically, like, they played a bazillion commercials. They used the playing through as an excuse to just show it's more terrible. commercials. And then they wouldn't show a single tee shot or any approach shot. Yeah. And you'd come in and be like, 
Uh, yeah, coming back from the break, let's catch you up with these uh, putts for the matches. And these guys made a real mess of the hole. It's like, well, can you show us yeah. the mess on the hole? Yeah. Like, when you say a mess in the hole, it most likely sounds like someone compounded a mistake and didn't play the course the proper way. Can you show us why the genius architecture caused someone's shot to not do what it should have? Or that they got a bad result? Because that's why I'm trying to tune into the world. Now, also, I'm- real quick, uh, sorry to interrupt, but another mistake on Tiger's captaining. Why would you sit Ricky the first day, man? You got to get him out there, bro. I mean... God, I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> how often, like, how surprising is it that someone who was a captain's pick that wasn't even an original captain's pick isn't put in the first round? Right. And firstly, also remember that the presence Gary coach, Woodland played. For, first, I'm, I'm, I'm a Gary Woodland defender. I like Gary Woodland. I like Gary Woodland too. But, but also remember that. Not playing the first day at a President's Cup isn't the same thing as not playing the first day at a Ryder Cup because they have it more spread out. Right. They have only they have fewer sessions, so they have it spread across more. Days. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's just one session. But so he had if he played the second day, he would have played technically the first day at a Ryder. I mean, Cup. we could have got a point, another point that first day. Sure. You know, we played a lot of guys that didn't really get a shit that first day, but like. Patrick Reed or Webb Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's a bad pairing for Webb. Uh, or, I agree. Let's say Patrick Reed or and, Bryson. Yeah. Bryson. Who was Bryson with? No, Bryson didn't play the first yeah, day. Yeah, he did. Bryson Finau played the first day. I don't like that they only showed putts. I don't like that they showed so many commercials, and I don't like that they're a mouthpiece for the tour. They're like, yeah, hey, no hey go ahead and just try to do whatever you can to absolve Patrick Reed of his sins. Mm-hmm. And go ahead and just call Cameron Smith an instigator. <laughs> Go ahead and say that because he's the only one to call out Patrick Reed for cheating. He's some sort of like guy who's just trying to foster him. I'm like, no, he's just the only guy speaking his fucking heart out there. Right. I'm calling out fucking Rory, man, for defending, I read any of that defending I Patrick that Reed. Either. If he's defending Patrick Reed, damn it. It's not a good look for my guy because I'm a huge Rory fan. <laughs> I'm a Rory fan too, but I was straight. I like to read it. I haven't read anything about it. Tell, yeah, I don't know about was he defending the cheating or was he defending his caddy? No, no, it was, wasn't. This was before this the was, President's this Cup. Bahamas, this, yeah. yeah. Well, he was saying some bullshit. I can find it. I'll find it real quick. Um, until then, um, quick question. Who won the President's Cup? I mean that like... Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I mean, it's got to be the international thing. It's got to be answer, right? Abe answer in the answer. international guys. I mean, I think Tiger won the President's no, Cup. That's, awesome. that's the right answer. I mean, but he didn't I lose mean, a point. He didn't. He didn't lose any points. He was also the captain. He was, was the winning captain. captain. Yeah. He also top like put the cherry on top of his year this year. Hey, like I, it's a strong argument. It's a strong argument. I think it's. I would agree with you if he didn't put out Webb and fucking Patrick three times. Like he wasn't. Yeah, bad I mean, captain. he was a bad captain. I agree with. That. Yeah, he he made some poor decisions for sure, and especially and still, the Webb. I'm still on the fence of saying that like it doesn't take much to be a captain. It's yeah. pretty obvious. Yeah. You, you quickly get a report who played bad. Well, and it's very clear. Who it's, lost twice in a yeah. row? Okay, don't put those guys out again. Definition of insanity. Like, hey, maybe let's mix it up a little bit, Tiger. Why don't we switch something? I totally agree with that. I mean, his reasoning was like, they were playing good. They just lost. I mean, the, <laughs> like, the, like, <laughs> that means they were playing the good. The first day, they lost one up. So they made it to 18. And then the second day, they lost three and two. So I think at that point, you're like, get them the fuck off. Yeah, it's like, just do something different. Yeah. 
Um, I'm on the I'm on the fence. I'm caught between two options here. Did Royal Melbourne win the Presidents Cup? Oh God. Or did Ernie like think of what yeah. Ernie was what he was capable of making out of his squad? No, he, Ernie, Ernie was incredible. did not win. I mean, he he by he was he lost. was there to do one thing, and that was bring his team to victory. He didn't do that. Okay, but no one ever gave him a chance. I mean, literally, if you looked at any of it, everybody said it'd be over Saturday. But that's the same with every single international. But they literally had to fight tooth and nail to win this for the state. I I think Ernie really performed. He did exactly what he was called to do, and talent won out. I didn't. I, I didn't say that he didn't perform. I think he did a great job with what he had, what he was given. But like, I he didn't win the President's Cup. Like, yeah. if you're trying to compare him to what Tiger did. Like, I, I I'm just trying to make an argument for saying that. And like, dude, but, again, this is coming from a guy that is never. This like, is, I love this. I love you being yeah, the Tiger guy. That's I'm exactly not the Tiger guy. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just being real right now. Like, who exceeded the most expectations right to, uh, over the week? Just the international team as a whole. Abraham answer and answer, yeah, answer, answer being sure. the star. And that's a strong team. argument for saying like he, but he may have had the most to gain out of this week. Yeah, like his 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 stock went up a lot more percentage wise than Tigers did. Yeah, I think but that, Tiger as a whole well, for a career and a year. I think what this Presidents Cup will mean for future Presidents Cups is going to be a lot, and I think this is the beginning of a new wave of people caring about the Presidents Cup. And about people feeling like the international team might have a chance each year. They won't most likely in the U.S. next year. But like, people are going to care about this thing more than they did before going forward. And what's more valuable to the franchise? Tiger blowing them out and be like, "Oh, Tiger's still the goat," or Ernie doing what he did? Yeah. Oh, I think it's both. <laughs> I think if you're the PGA, that's exactly what you want. You want Tiger. Well, only one guy can raise the metaphorical oh, president's yeah. right. cup. Well, they hoisted it together like yeah. they did back in the day. Fuck, Jack. Fuck, Jack. That was a freaking bitch move, Jack. <laughs> Who, Answer and Ro- Tiger? Yeah, yeah, we're talking about L's and Tiger. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. So, just piggyback off of that. So, who, who before this week do you have more respect for now than you did before, before the beginning of the week? Whoever had his ear falling off. Yeah, I'm kidding. Some JM, dude, he's yeah. a fucking striper. He's going to be. He reaffirmed really everything okay. I thought about. Him and Abraham answer. Answer is going to be a threat on tour. I think, I mean, what he did on that, and to even, he had the nuts to say in November, I want to play this Tiger. Is the shame well, though, also, man. I think that he likes playing in Australia because he just yeah. won there last year. He did. He was yeah. the. And just the conditions suit him. It might yeah. be similar to Mexico. Before like, the before the Australian Open, just before it, he had he was a defending champ for the Australian Open. Before okay. That. And but you said that like he's going to be a threat on tour. That's the biggest shame about this is that he played so good in an actually masterful golf course. Shit yeah, PGA. yeah, he can't come. He's in. not going to be able to come to Bob and Gouge Town. Yeah, Bob, Bob and Gouge Town, <laughs> and be able to have a huge dent to it. He's gonna he'll be. Successful. Yeah, he needs to pick I mean, he's going to be a Xander. He needs to pick golf courses that cater to his game. He's going to have to start cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Get on the Patrick Reed. Because there's not going to be any punishment for it. Apparently, it's just all fun games. Oh, there might be some strokes taken away. Well, actually, he's not. They're going to take him off the tour. Yeah, there might be now. some strokes taken away, but like. You know, besides that, not a big You're deal. You're fucking fine. <laughs> but I got what, that. I got we'll the quote from Rory. We'll okay. get our marketing social media machine behind you, and you'll be fine. It's still a billion dollar company. They're gonna they're gonna make it keep running. All right, let's hear this quote. Yeah, and Patrick. Reed so Rory on Patrick Reed's 
you know, what he did in the Bahamas. Cheating. Yes. Uh, Let's not beat around the bush. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it would be a big deal if it wasn't Patrick Reed. It's almost like, comma, a lot of people within the game, comma, it's almost like a hobby to sort of kick him when he's down. Wait, that's all this? That's the quote. So he basically read. Did he listen to the actual interview? Is there a full context? Is there is that that all of it? So he literally was just saying Patrick Reed's a good dude, and people are hating on him. Yes, I don't hate that. I think yeah, like honestly, and at no point did he absolve the cheating. But like no, like you're like whoa. The only reason he's getting fucked around with for cheating because it's Patrick Reed. It's like no, he cheated like. He, he deserves getting His fucking. His point is right. Like people like kicking Patrick when he's down. I like kicking. I was say, there's a lot of reasons. Well, it, it, the reason people like kicking him when he's down is because there's a lot of reasons. Because he's been a fuck. I agree with all of that. All I'm saying is that he wasn't like what he did was right. Yeah. I agree with what he did. I don't think he was. But kidding. just making that statement is defending Patrick Reed. But, I mean, he's a fellow player on tour. He's not going to just so say... He's just doing the same thing. But he didn't have to say anything. Saying nothing would have done the same thing. He yeah, didn't but, have to say anything, but he decided... But no, no. Did he go out and just make a published... Or, yeah. was, he, or was, he was, was he grabbed publicly and was like, hey, we want you to comment I'm on I'm pretty this. sure it was a tweet. I, I Show could be me wrong. that. Yeah, go <laughs> ahead, because you're making assumptions right now. Yeah. My guess is that he was in some sort of press. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and, and they said, was what like, do you think I've got a bunch of questions for you, and you can't leave without saying something. Right, and he did the right thing, as far as I'm I guess concerned. You'd, like, you would hear that exact same thing from anyone on the U.S. Team everyone, someone, like, just pin them to answer something. Just anyone on the tour. The, only, per, the only two people that have done anything besides Ernie Yells that kind of, like, was, like, pushing him behind the scenes, like, trying to get people like, what the fuck are you doing, was Cameron Smith for calling him out. And JT for poking fun with him when he was in the practice room, like, "Hey, J- Patrick Reeves, it's okay." And he was like pressing all the sand, like pushing the sand. He set it out on the morning drive. Yeah, exactly. And so he was put in a situation where he had to say something. Yeah, exactly. So he didn't just write out a tweet. Yeah, he, say, he, did, he didn't do what Justine Reed did and call the New York Times and publish an article. But he never even he didn't say that he was cheating or anything. Like that's no, he was literally just sticking up for a fellow tour player and he saying cheated though. I firstly, I don't think what he did was the right thing to do. But I, all I'm saying is that it's much different than how you were paying him for the last seven days. I, I just, if I was Rory, I'd be like, yeah, he he cheated. Like but I Rory's wouldn't be like, always been you, a guy that just tries to just like quietly go about his business right. and try to say the most well yeah. thought out. Hesitant, That's not like, true at all. He speaks out on tons of things. Yeah. But yeah. when he's had time to fucking marinate on it and he's like given a lot of like, he's very calculated with the things that he says. He, he, what was, uh, he said something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something about like, it doesn't matter how wide the fairways are or you just have, to, you know, like he, he, he likes he, to speak out against the tour. Yeah, he likes he likes to speak out on shit. There's but no he doubt also, about I agree that. The thing that he knows intimately about. Right. Like, maybe he wasn't completely aware. Regardless, of do you think do you think Rory doesn't think do, do you think that does do you think that Rory thinks that Patrick Reed didn't cheat? No, but and what's the what's not, the upside? that's not my place to say yeah. what I think he thinks. I, I, I that yeah okay, but what do you think? Do you think Rory thinks he cheated? Almost certainly. Rewind. Yeah. I am not going to be in a position to say what someone else thinks. Okay, well I'll say it. I think he knows that he cheated, but why would you say that if he if you think he cheated? There's literally no upside to saying Patrick Reed's a cheater. Like now, 
Everyone is calling. Everyone wants a presser. He's got to do every show. So why did Cameron Smith say he's a cheater? Because he because was in a match play tournament against. Well, firstly, he gives less bucks. Yeah, and he's and also two, he has less to lose. And yeah. three, less people care about what Cameron Smith said. Half the people probably have no idea that Cameron Smith even said anything about it. I didn't before we started this podcast. Exactly. Like you know what would happen if Rory had said something? Fucking the world. The would world explode. would explode. Well, right. someone needs to fucking say something because the PGA Tour, the person who's the people yeah, who are guess supposed what? to be that person, should be. You're putting all that responsibility on Rory. It should be I just think he should have. Yeah. I just think when it like I just think he should have been real. I I hate the being around the bush, playing the public. Like let me just be in the middle and make sure I don't fucking like stand. Like if you're gonna speak out on shit in golf, like he does, and he fucking has shown he does. Like, I bet you it has a lot to do with the fact that he was just given PGA Tour Player of the Year to so try to fall within the line of right. PGA Tour, well, which I'm not. That does not absolve him of anything. Yeah. Anything that would condemn him more. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like I thought the the quote I was expecting was a lot worse than that. Yeah, exactly. I thought, and yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if he speaks out differently about it later when he has more time to think about it and he has a way to calculately calculatedly go about his discourse on it versus like. Quickly after the fact, being kind of like pressured into saying something. Exactly. This is politics. That's all that was. That was Paul. That was him giving a political answer to make sure that he doesn't end up in the presses for the next month and a half and have to deal with all that bullshit. But you don't think that him saying like, "Hey, if it wasn't Patrick Reed, it wouldn't matter," blah blah blah. But it is Patrick Reed. But yeah, it it, it exactly it is Patrick Reed. And yet again, he's done something else. Like. You're just like, yeah, it's all good because it's Patrick Reed. I mean, you know, like if anybody's qualified to clear his name, it's I mean, Rory is what started Patrick Reed. It was that Ryder Cup match where they're shushing the crowd and all of that. So, like, if anybody can really help Patrick Reed out and hush this thing, it's the dude who started all of it against him. So exactly. If he came out and said, yeah, he's fucking cheating, it would have put him to bed and been like, yeah, okay, this guy's a smush. Scumbag. Well, Instead, well, he decided so to like so, try so to. So what? If, what if he was taking like the legal approach? Exactly. That's so what if he was saying like one? Maybe there's some sort of internal like investigation that's going on at the tour. It was too quick before the president's cup, so they're doing an internal investigation on it. They're clearing everything up, and he doesn't want to speak out and influence any sort of process. So he's now sitting aside, waiting for the thing to settle, so they can actually go to something before he's outwardly influences this process because he has so much sway. Like. I'm not trying to like bend over backwards to find out ways that like Rory could be fine here. All I'm saying is that like we have no information on how the tour is handling this right now. All I know is what that is the way there their to handle? Social media, firstly, their social media has obviously gone the wrong direction with this completely. But my point is like I'm sure Rory's operating on more information than I'm giving him credit for. All I'm saying is that I think Patrick Reed cheated, and then the way the tour has been handling it is wrong. But it's not Rory's responsibility to. Then why is he leaning towards Patrick Reed's side? Because he doesn't want well, to start could, a fire. He could say no comment. He could I, plead I the fifth. I don't think I, I, you I, can I, say that on I, the morning drive. You can. You could be like, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not educated I in the fact. I, I didn't see it. I like, agree yeah. that he could have done that. I agree that he. Probably, Instead, he decided to go on his side. Once again, dude, well, there's honestly, a good chance he likes Patrick Reed. Like they could just be buddies who like to put on the show. That, I don't that's think not that impossible. Makes any better though. But it, judging off that match too at the Ryder Cup, I don't think it. They, I don't know. They I mean, be. that's how I would behave with my friends is I would be flipping you the bird. I would be going crazy, shushing the crowd. If I was having a good time. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I obviously have no idea. Yeah. But, well, yeah, here's the thing. I, I totally agree with you that that's not the way I think he should have handled it. My guess is that 
once again, I don't know all the context. I just have learned what you've told me so far. But my guess is, is that he was put in a situation where he felt like he had to say something, and he's trying to find out a way that he doesn't create any fires by yeah. saying something when he's not prepared to say anything. He gave the safest answer possible. Yeah, with, That's I mean, all he could have said no comment, but he's probably also thinking because he is extremely empathetic. He thinks about other people's situations like, what's the good thing for this television show right, right. now that I can say that keeps the dialogue moving forward? And he did exactly what the PGA Tour does is that he's a class act. I agree. Degree, it perpetuates like, the wrong story. Yeah. Sure. But I, I don't think he said he was a no, he didn't, yeah. but that's essentially what he did. Uh, but I do agree with what he said. People do like kicking Patrick Green when he's down. But I there's agree. a reason for it. There's we've a reason already, for it. We've already talked about this. Yeah. I agree. All I'm saying is that what he said is truthful, but at the same time, he didn't condemn him, but he didn't also absolve him. He just said what is factually true. I what understand this. Pretty much what he said is if it was anyone but Patrick Reed, no one would say anything about it. That's also probably that's also true. true. <laughs> yeah. Like if, I don't know. That, I, would hope, other, I would hope that's not the case. If it's Sergio Garcia, it's a whole scene as well. Otherwise, this is. I think if nobody's it's, doing anything. I think I would hope that if it's anyone doing that, that they would call him on it. Like no, I don't. I mean, they would call him. It's not like he wouldn't I'm get sure the most. But I guarantee, you, like, if Patrick Cantley does this, nobody gives a shit. Like, I'm sure it doesn't people even, give a shit. But my point is, is that like. It's not gonna have as much as it's not gonna be as much of a media cycle if someone not Patrick Reed. Does. Right. Like he had he had won the Masters like less than two years ago. He's Captain America. It's right before the President's Cup. He was a pa- captain's pick. Like he has a history of cheating. Like he has all these things that like is a, a, a it's a perfect storm of this thing becoming a story. And then you have these people confined to a specific event where they now have vulnerability to be contacted. And it's a slow time in golf. So you have all this oxygen that needs to be consumed with some sort of media cycle. So no question. I think he cheated. I think what Rory did wasn't enough, but I also think it's not his place to say anything. But I do tip my hat to the guys that do go out there, put themselves on a limb like Cameron Smith and say it outright. And JT, who makes fun of him during a practice round. Like, right. I'm on board with those things. I think the way he's conducted himself over the past couple of years as Patrick Reed is abysmal. And I don't really like him. Oh, and just to go off of what you just said, like JT has just as much to lose as Rory is in a very similar position as Rory. Like it may, hold on, like hold he doesn't on. have a Nike going. deal. I see where and you're going, like, but this wasn't something that wasn't, it wasn't a morning drive. It was captured right. by a fan, but it was on social media. And I'm sure a similar by a, friend, uh, by a fan yeah. during a practice round that he didn't know he was being filmed. And again, that was him giving his teammate and his buddy shit. That was not him making a stance. Yeah, he wasn't saying a public statement about how how the tour should handle. Yes, but you know that there was truth in that. Like there was, but you're 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 putting so much weight behind an interpretation behind what people's statements are, like some declarative statement. When you're just giving someone shit, he was just doing his job. I mean, so JT was fucking around with his buddy, and Rory was just trying to do this boring presser because he's not at the President's Cup because it's not his event. Like he was just filling time. He answered a dumb question with a, a total BS answer that means nothing. That would be my take on the whole thing. It, it, it's meaningless. He just said what they told him to say. I'm still I, I, see, I, I, I see where you're coming from, but to me it's not meaningless because that's still Rory McIlroy speaking on something that happened. And just like you all said, he has a lot of influence and he has a lot of stuff. And when you come out and say something like that about a situation – where it is such so controversial to where like yes is this guy cheating or is he not 
And it, this is going to, this is a why in the road. Like, are we going to go and take cheating seriously or is it just fucking and garbage? I think, and I think him, he also understands the Like he ha- holds a lot of influence. Exactly. And I think that's why he takes it so seriously that the moment he calls Patrick Reed a cheater, that completely changes Patrick Reed's career forever. Yeah. And I think what he wants to do is make sure that the facts. So, so him not calling him a cheater puts him in the clear, essentially, in the same no, that's regard. That's not what that means. That's not what that means at all. Firstly, he's not the justifying authority on whether Patrick Reed cheated or not. He has one camera angle to choose from. He wasn't actually there and saw it. Like, at the end of the day, he can't condemn a guy when he isn't the actual authority on this. And we, none of us were there and saw it, but we all know he cheated. Because there's no actual weight to when I say Patrick Reed right. cheated. I don't influence millions of people and change the course of someone's Why does it matter to? what the influence is because if he did if, cheat? But what if he didn't? Did what? we all not see the same thing? No, but I'm saying no, but it has the, to be one hundred percent the power type. Yeah, like he could. Why does it? He fucking be, scooped sand behind his ball and then he scooped what, sand again. Do you want to be the guy to damn someone's career? Like, I don't want that weight on me. I can believe that he's a cheater, but I don't want to be the one who ruins his career and ruins his life. And I'm sure Rory doesn't either. That's there are people getting paid by the PGA to make that decision. And it's not Rory's job, so why the fuck would he take it on? Like, th- that's just taking on responsibility that, sure, he has the power to, and it could be the best thing for the game, but that doesn't make it his obligation. I agree that it isn't his obligation, and he shouldn't, and the responsibility shouldn't fall on him. But the fact of the matter is that no one is taking the responsibility, and he's going to go over him, and it's not going to matter. And this guy is going to continue him. to play on the tour. Failing. Sure, that's he's, not Rory's failing though. That's the PGA Tour failing. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. sure. And they have to be the people that. But he also he now. also swayed towards Patrick Reed's camp in that comment. You can't say he didn't. I, uh, to me, that he just gave a political. That was almost no comment to me. What he said was basically no comment. Patrick it's Reed's not a me. decent I disagree with that. And if it wasn't Patrick Reed, I don't think it wouldn't it's matter. I think it's leaning toward okay. resolving uh, yeah. Patrick, but I wouldn't say it's as I don't I don't think I lean as strongly as you do on it. But my point is is that at the end of the day, like you have one camera angle, which I think he cheated. I personally do, but I also know that the weight of me saying that means absolutely nothing. At the end of the day, like his career isn't in my hands when I say that. Right. And I understand if Rory is tentative to make a statement like that when he doesn't have 100% beyond a shadow of a doubt knowing that he cheated. Right. Like, that's not his call to make. And I understand his response. At the end of the day, like, I've said stupider things when asked something on the spot. Like, I would have probably fucked that up worse than he did. Yeah. I mean, I get, I understand the reasoning he did what he did, but I would have never done that. I would have done, you know, I I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make a remark on that on that situation, or I would have said, "Yeah, he fucking cheated." But that's just me. I just think that's impossible to imagine. But a but, lot of people but, make the argument that it's not impossible you, to imagine oh, because on, Cameron on. Smith said he cheated. Like, Cameron Smith was competing against him. He was trying to draw the Rory thing. competes against him all the time, okay, week in, week out. He was specifically in a situation where he had the most to gain by saying something like that. To sway the narrative, to sway the but fans. But to say you can't say audience. that is not true. You can say you that. Can't You're just say choosing that. not to because yeah. you don't want to get whatever shade or whatever may be coming your way. Like he doesn't want any more responsibility within the media or whatever it's going right. to bring on him. And I understand that. I also just, 
what gets me is that he was like, in my opinion, defending Patrick Reed. Sure. That's just me. Yeah, I, I get that. Nothing, I think, but first, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that, and I don't want to spend too much more time on this. Yeah, but, I mean, it's yeah. been a minute. But, I get it. Like, at no point did he defend anything. The word "defensible" means that he provided an argument against the I, accusations. What he did say is that people like piling up on Patrick Reed, which is true. But the second, I think, mean, the second important thing is is that he. It's not just that. It's that if it was anyone else, it wouldn't be a big deal. That's which is also, also true. true. And uh, you don't know that. Some Kang cheated two years ago. How many people know about that? But it wasn't on video. It was Joel Damon just calling him out. There was no video. There was no nothing of it. This is on video so, and people have seen it. Because Patrick Reed gets filmed. He gets in exhibitions. He gets part of these things. Like, if But he was in contention. If, 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 he, if this was fucking Friday afternoon and Patrick Reed was not going to make the cut and he did the same thing. It wasn't your argument. I get your argument, but the fact of the matter is, is that this would not be a big deal if it was someone less famous than Patrick Reed. But it could be an argument if it was someone more famous than Patrick Reed. Also true. That's the whole point he's trying to make is that the person. Yeah, but it's not just Patrick Reed. If this was fucking Rory McIlroy, if it was him that did this, or if it was Jordan Spieth or Ricky Fowler or Dustin Johnson or whoever it may be, it would be just as big as a, of, of a deal. I don't think it would be just as big, and I also think it would be a very different narrative. It would be like, a big deal, I think, it if would. someone with the uh, you know the regard like Jordan Spieth, the charitable person that he is, like with the image he has, and then he did something like that, it would be just as big of a deal. It would be a big deal. I, think, I just think the narrative would be painted differently because of the person. Um, but I think, like, in summary, I think he cheated. Be, There's no doubt about it. And I, I it's shitty. I, I, think <laughs> I think we're all on the same page. I, that yeah, we all he think cheated. he cheated. I think he cheated. I think it's very damning. Yeah. I wouldn't say there's no doubt about it, but I would okay. say it is extremely damning. Sure. The evidence, I wouldn't say you would put a pet, you wouldn't put the death penalty on somebody on it. But I mean, so I wouldn't put the death penalty on So if you break it down, he did something and he got. A two-stroke penalty for it. Yeah. That is, you did something, you were punished for it, therefore you were cheating. No, that's not what on. that means. It means it's only cheating if it's intentional. You could have accidentally done that. Then why, why, why were you penalized so then? I, if you accidentally ground your club in a bunker, it's a stroke penalty. It is a stroke it's, penalty. It's a, it's a stroke penalty. Yeah, that's true. So if you did it intentionally, and that's it, cheating. And I don't know if this was a bunker. I think it was a, a red stake. Waste area. No, it was a bunker because he was water. swiping sand. Yeah, but the waste areas out there, you're in the Bahamas, there's sand yeah. everywhere. But you can ground your club in a waste. Bunker. So, uh, I, yeah, but you can't sweep shit out of the way. But the point is, is that something is only cheating if it's deemed intentional. Hey, so I you hate to, to do this thought experiment. Phil Mickelson did something very similar to this a couple years back where he picked up his golf ball. That narrative Are you talking was, about on the putting green. Yes, where on you the putting green. Really? Putting and you just picked it up. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. To me, that was way more egregious cheating, and he did not get nearly as much hate. I mean, I feel like like people even encouraged that instead of uh, hilarious. He got a lot of hate. He got I, hate, but he also, also got laughter. His, like at the end of the day, like, but he, but that's not cheating, and I'll tell you why. Because he did it intentionally, but he said he he did it intentionally to incur the penalty. 
Patrick Reed tried well, to Well, he lied him. when he said that. No, he, he, he no. when he first said something, he said exactly what he meant to do. But it doesn't matter. The point is that Patrick Reed tried to do it without being caught. Yeah. Phil did it knowing that everyone was looking at it, and then he knew he was incurring the penalty. He seemed like he didn't give a fuck, and when he Phil Mickelson him, he did it because his ball was going to end up down the hill. Right. So he knew if he hit it, he would incur the penalty, and he knew that was going to happen. Well, he did it. That, he did it. He did it as a plan. He did it. That did not seem like the narrative. It doesn't matter. Happened, Even if it wasn't, he did know that everything was on him, and he knew that yeah. he would incur a, a, a penalty. Whether he did it out of frustration or if it was planned, it's a difference between them and then trying to hide it like Patrick yeah. Reed was doing and do it serendipitously like he had done in 2015. Yeah. Those are two different circumstances. Yeah. I just think yeah, – I agree that it, they both disrespect the spirit of the game, without a doubt. You should yeah. play your ball how you hit it and where it ends up in the line. Yeah. I 100% agree with the sentiment of that thing. All I'm saying is that there's a difference between trying to be sneaky and hide it and doing it during some sort of play routine – and someone who has all the cameras on him at a U.S. Open. Sure. And he's putting off of a green and going to stop it with yeah. an entire group around him. I think, yeah. it was, I think that's a great point, though. I think that bringing up that Phil Mickelson thing is a great point. And to fucking Rory's point, like, yeah, Patrick Reed has probably gotten more shade thrown at him from this whole deal than Phil did for the U.S. Open thing because it was kind of a lighthearted kind of thing for right. Phil. And I agree with that. And I, I I know at the time I didn't like what Phil did. I thought he should have not done that. And, yeah. I, but like he was saying, there was a difference. Phil came straight out and said, like, yeah, I knew what I was doing. I was fully aware of what was going to happen when I did it. But I did it. That just seemed like a bold-faced lie. When I, Phil said I, it, it I seemed actually like... don't believe that he meant that when he did yeah. it. At the end of you like think he just point. walked up to it and didn't know what was going to happen? Well, I think like, he knew he was out of the U.S. Yeah, I think he thought he could have been DQ'd. Yeah, and he's exactly. like, fuck it. I don't yeah. really care what he's happens. He's like, I'm done putting this But ball. that's the point. He's like, fuck it. I don't care what happens. It's different than I'm trying to win a golf yeah, tournament no and hiding what I'm doing. I agree yeah, with that. that. And that is, that's a good clarifying point. Like, Phil knew he was out of it. Yeah, exactly. You're you're absolutely right. That's, that's definitely important. Yeah, Patrick Reed was in contention to win the tournament. Right. But, yeah, I mean, regardless, neither of them should have done what they did. That's what all yeah. we're trying to say. It's but I also the think the, the onus right now is on the PJ Tour to handle it properly, and they have... Haven't. They have done an absolutely horrendous job. No question. And that's what we're trying to settle on. And right now, it's kind of disgraceful to think that they let him play the President's Cup, and if it means that they just need more time to investigate the entire situation... They feel like the data is inconclusive and they're going to have to monitor him for whatever reason or he's on probation or something. I don't know. But I, I think the fact that they found a way to absolve him by like, oh, poking fun with the crowd with his grave digger thing on the fucking, right. on the green or it, it's it's just ridiculous. Like you guys are talking about how you're like this classy league and the entire like you're just a you're just a, a tour of gentlemen. And right now you have a guy who's just flaunting the fact that he had done something egregious the week before. It all comes down to clicks, man. They get clicks, they get likes, they get views. That's what they want. That's all that matters. The cynic in me agrees. Yeah. Well, does anyone have any closing thoughts on all of this? We haven't, I mean, the last like 30 minutes, we haven't really talked on the president's cup, Mm -hmm. but like any closing thoughts or anything we're going on like an hour and 35 minutes right now. So, um, no, I think that we covered most of it. I think uh, the big themes is just, you know, way to go, Tiger on a great year. Um, Ernie, you, you fucking whipped your boys into shape. You, yeah, they were yeah. really impressive. I think this is great news for the President's Cup. I think it's going to be interesting going forward. 
Um, I wish it was six qualifications and six picks. Yeah, yeah I think that would yeah, be I like that. something to go off of in the future, but who knows if yeah. they'll actually consider that. Um, I wish that we picked more horses for courses than just kind of the closest guy in line with points. I would have rather seen Kisner out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, altogether, like, the fact of the matter is that, that since it was so close, it was an interesting President's Cup. I actually hope they go back to Royal Melbourne for the next international one. I'd rather just go back again. Yeah. Um, it was a... I, just hate that we don't get to see it as much. Um, yeah, it's everything for me, man. I thought it was a successful President's yeah. Cup. This is what I want to see in the future. Like, I want this cup to be this way. I don't want it to be blowouts. I want it to be competitive. Of course. Yeah, yeah I mean, who, felt, who knows if that's possible, it, but that's what I want. I, it felt I really more like a Ryder Cup, yeah. like, as far as entertainment value goes, you exactly. know. And you, we didn't get that at Liberty National, you know. It was just a blowout immediately. And it was kind of like, okay, well, I don't really care about like of course it was tight the u.s team won but it was just you know there wasn't any entertainment factor right so it was cool for that to happen but yeah boys good time sick glad we got another one under the first one first one done for ryan appreciate it man it's fun to be here absolutely and we'll see y'all next time